0: Hey guys, you're listening to Leaving a Legacy.
1: You don't right. have to scoop to anyone. Right. Right. Even yeah. your mom, you know, when <laughs> she's gonna pop eight and you're gonna walk around.
0: <laughs> so we're going. R-
1: <laughs> we moved into the
0: Ballsy portion
1: of the that. There's some things you just can't find in the it's so like, like Mex- Mexican America. food. You can't buy Mexican food. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. Uh, I am your faithful co-host, Jerry Me, joined, as always, by the one and only Patrick Ugelow. What's up, man? What's going on,
0: Jerry? How you doing, man?
1: Hey, pretty good. Uh, Adrian is not joining us again this week. We promise. <laughs> he is alive. We can <laughs> confirm he is alive. We've had contact with him so. <laughs> I, you know, may, they, those might have been imposters, though. It was all over text and, and message. He could have been kidnapped. <laughs> That's true. That's true.
0: <laughs> Who's taking care of his apartments,
1: then? <laughs> uh, maybe it's the vast scheme that he's been caught up with, you know. I'm going to go with the mob. I think the mob feels sure. right. Sure, <laughs> Uh But other than that, we got... You know, not not really much going on, right? Nothing nothing we got to talk about.
0: I mean, not really. Nothing nothing exceptional has really happened in the last week or so.
1: <laughs> just 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 a bit. I mean, I guess we can just go over deck lists again.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We can do that. and Then hop out of here real quick. It should be short cast.
1: Re- real good. Real good. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what's your favorite spoiler, Pat? All right. So, <laughs> man, there have
0: been um, this. I mean, obviously, you know, it's kind of funny. I haven't been this excited for a set in a long time. Yeah. Um obviously because this is the first one since I started playing Legacy know you know almost a year ago now. Actually over a year ago now, um playing a format exclusively. This is the first foil that actually applies to us um hundred percent. So that's very exciting. Um man, my favorite reprint so far. I was very excited to see Jason there. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um happy to see Dak Faden in there. Both those guys are both at Mythic, which I think is great. But man, my favorite there's been so many good ones. Jeez, I'm just going down the list.
1: There's been a lot of Easter eggs too, which I I appreciate.
0: Oh, you'll have to you'll have to inform me on some of them because I'm not I'm not uh up to date on those. Oh yeah. Alright, I'll definitely. have to say my favorite right now, I would say just because of the financial implications for myself is Days at Uncommon
1: <laughs> <laughs> we like got Caracas, we got Sensei's <laughs> Defining Top Mana Crypt which hasn't seen print in 20 years <laughs> I'm pretty that. <good> <laughs> and uncommon. you're excited over Days okay okay well, I, I it, can respect it, that
0: <laughs> it, it just you know what personally it has um, just really great implications for my online um, collection um, also I mean just some of the art has been amazing yeah, yeah the the been, awesome minimal. this art is great um the Goblin Charbelcher art is great. I don't know if you noticed, but they had a picture of the actual original art of Goblin Charbelcher, Charbelcher and he actually had a mock sapphire wrapped around the little bucket he has in his head. Yeah. It out for the card itself, which is pretty
1: cool. I saw it. That's actually for sale. I saw, last I checked on eBay, it was, bids were at like $2,500 for the original sketch.
0: Um, Anime Dead has just like sick art.
1: Oh my god, yeah. I think that's one of the best parts, it. it's not just that they're printing these amazing cards, it's... The art director on this needs a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Like, the art is amazing on it's, all of this.
0: It's so good. Even like, even a car like Giant Tortoise. <laughs> <laughs> like, that card is gonna look awesome in part.
1: I was, I was surprised at how, uh, every, how excited everyone got about Giant Tortoise on like, social media.
0: <laughs> I think it's probably gonna win, like, you know, on, on Magic the Amateur and Cutest Card Award for the set.
1: Oh yeah, I'm... definitely. And did you see how everyone got so upset over Bear?
0: <laughs> yeah, well.
1: So
0: bear is one of those cards that like I think it was I mean, the original tarmagoif
1: like I mean, <laughs> for old school players like wearbear was a legit tournament staple. I just think
0: the uh the you know he, he what was it like
1: yeah oh that's the thing is the original flavor set text was it was from uh Odyssey I believe. It it just had like sick art. It's like the whole concept of like it's a werewolf, but it's a bear, it's a were bear.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was from it was a comment from Odyssey. He exercises his right to bear arms.
1: Exactly.
0: And he's just like he's like it's it's the greatest it's the greatest
1: flavor text <laughs> of all so time. Good. I
0: I mean Morrow is definitely one for puns and he I mean that's I think one of the reasons why he loved the onset so much. Um and I think he his hand was in that. And now it's just like to become is to understand. That's kind of lame, but um, yeah,
1: not to mention like, nah. No offense to the artist who I can't I can't make out on this. Oh, Eric Eric Dechance. Ah, uh, Eric Dechance is a great artist. He has he done is, yeah. some amazing pieces for Magic, but eh, this one is just not the best.
0: Yeah. Um, Therese Nielsen getting another card with Control Magic.
1: Oh man, that art is beautiful. Yeah, I'm not a
0: big. I'm not. I don't really like her aesthetic. But I know that, like, I know that that's considered a, like, good art. I just, it's not my favorite kind.
1: She's, she's a very stylistic artist. I mean, she she's made the Guru Lands, the most expensive basic lands in existence. Um, so it's, people just really like that style. But it's definitely, like, it's not for everyone. It's definitely a taste
0: thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I certainly don't put it down. Like, I'm not that much of a jerk. But, um, the painting, the painting is really cool. It's just not my style of art. Mm -hmm. But that, that is a cool card. Um. I mean, these cards are gonna be just like, especially the foils. I mean, just talk about being available for cube. Um, oh yeah. You know, well, so so what's your favorite uh, that you've seen in the set so far?
1: Um, I would say like the biggest shocker for me. Like, I was kind of expecting Jace. I was expecting sneak attack, and I was really happy to see them. But I wasn't like um like I'm like, I'm, like oh I did not see that coming. Uh, ManaCrypt was the first card for me where I'm like, wow, that was not even on my radar. Yeah, is that the Judge
0: promo art that they
1: use? Uh, I believe so, yeah. I know it's the Magic Online art.
0: Okay, maybe um, that's right. maybe that's where we see it as.
1: Yeah, and, and ManaCrypt is just one of those cards that has not been printed in forever. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually, someone pointed out earlier today, this is the first time ManaCrypt will actually be in a set. Because it's only ever existed, uh, as a promo. Really? Right, it was, uh, part of like a, I believe, I'm looking up the history right now. Is it the one that
0: was like included for, with a book? Yeah, it was included part as book? part of
1: like a comic book back in the day. Oh wow. And then there was also, uh, yeah, you could mail in for it as well, so it was a promo card for the Gatherer magazine. Oh, okay. Um, and then I believe you, there was also a write in where you could get it as well, but it's never been in a set. It was this extremely limited printed card that was given up for free at the time, but it's like the magic wasn't also at the level of popularity it is now. Right. So very low circulation. And it's just like, a, it's a, it's a cube all star. Uh, I believe it's legal in vintage. So it, it sees playing in vintage. I may be completely wrong on that. Uh, but it's just a card that I never expected them to print it because, honestly, I was convinced it was on the reserve list. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess it makes sense, since it was part of a promo, it was never part of a set. It must have dodged yeah. the bullet of the reserve list that way, and uh, Wizards just decided to wait until now to print it again.
0: <laughs> um, any other cards that kind of came out of left field for you? Uh
1: Left field, Sensei's Divining Top was kind of a shocker. Yeah, uh, Mostly because I thought they were going to ban it, but... <laughs> Um, um, oh, and Tomb
0: was a nice reprint, I think
1: Yeah, and Tomb and Animate Dead uh, I actually like Mishra's Factory at Uncommon Yeah Um. And Mishra's Factory wasn't really a card that needed to be reprinted But there wasn't, like, a lot of Black Border versions available mm-hmm. Like, you can get the kind of ugly revised ones mm-hmm. Um. But, I mean, if you wanted, like, old-school Black Border Mishra's Factories Like, those would run you, like, $30, 40 Yeah, yeah. Um. So I like just getting more Black Border copies of it out there
0: we see gamble in here Chrome Mox, those are both good reprints
1: yeah gamble is actually... now I'm like oh I can actually build lands now like I got the <laughs> tabernacle but I'm like I'm not paying thirty dollars for gambles
0: <laughs> yeah. um Caracas obviously a great reprint yeah, that's um, awesome
1: uh, uh basically just reprinting uh death and taxes for people I'm still expecting us to see a uh in port yeah I mean I think I, I don't
0: think they can jam much more value into the set right now. I know,
1: right? I, I think... I think <laughs> I'm I mean, already the, happy with the set. And oh, it's yeah. Been, f- it's been, what, two days of spoilers? <laughs> yeah,
0: the first the first day of previews was just insane. Like, every... I think every single card they previewed the first day was a home run. Mm-hmm. And I think the second day, like, they had, like, World gorger Dragon and Toxic Deluge and the Giant Tortoise. Like, oh. some of them were like, fine. You know, like, okay, that's fine. Like, it's cool that World, World gorger Dragon and Animate Dead are both going to be in the set for the limited format.
1: Yep, well, uh, it's actually... Actually, a infinite combo already has been spoiled. Right, <laughs> yeah, days. that's
0: what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Well,
1: because not just that, but also the win condition, because if you have Shaman of the Pact... So oh, right. Sh- Shaman of the Pact is one black-green for a 3-2. It's an elf. When it enters the battlefield, target opponent loses life equal to the number of elves you control. So at the very worst, it deals one damage because it itself is an elf. Yep. So with World Gorge Dragon Animate dead... Uh, Worldgorger Dragon says when it comes into play, exile all other permanents you control. Uh When it leaves the battlefield, return the exile cards to the battlefield under their owner's control. So the combo with Animate Dead, which is a reanimate spell but an enchantment, mm-hmm. is you Animate Dead the Worldgorger Dragon, Worldgorger yeah. Dragon comes into play. Animate Dead gets exiled by Worldgorger Dragon, so Worldgorger Dragon now dies because the claws on Animate Dead saying... Uh, if the if the creature would no longer be enchanted, you have to sacrifice the creature.
0: Right, so that goes back to the graveyard, which sends animate dead and everything else back to the back to the the battlefield. Right,
1: back to the battlefield. It's untapped because that's where it is. Is your lands get exiled as well? All your permanents yep. get exiled. Your lands get exiled, but when they come back into play, they come back into play untapped. So as right. long as you tap them as they get exiled. Uh, you are able to generate infinite mana because you just repeat the process over and over again. Right,
0: right, exactly. So so the the combo is you have to have Shaman of the Pack out on the board, you have to have World Gorger Dragon in the graveyard, and then you play Animate Dead and win the game.
1: Right. Which, honestly, I don't think is going to be that hard in this set. Well, <laughs> I mean... Worldgorger is a mythic. It is Uh, a mythic. Like that's what's keeping back. But animate dead is an uncommon, and Shaman of the Pack is an uncommon. So I'm thinking it's like if I open Worldgorger Dragon in Eternal Master, I'm just doing that. Like I'm going to force that. Yeah,
0: you're going for it because (laughs) there's not a lot of decks. Unless you, I mean, unless someone else opens, say, Entomb at rare. Like there's not a, a lot of other reasons to run animate dead in your deck. I mean,
1: right, exactly. Like I think, the, and it's even if you don't get the Shaman of the Pack, like as long as you get the animate dead, which isn't unreasonable. I'm right. sure there's probably going to be another thing printed because you get infinite mana. Right. You can do a lot of things with infinite mana. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> like all they
1: need to do is print like Blue Sun Zenith, and you can win that way. Yep.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's it's cool. Um, some other cool cards that came in. Um, Sylvan Library was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, Baleful Strix got moved up to Rare, which I think is, is fine. Uh,
1: I was kind of annoyed. I'm going to be pissed if I open Baleful Strixes, because well, there's well, a, there's... They, they just got... Re- they Like, we needed that reprint a year ago, and we yeah. got it when it was put in the Commander sets again. And, like, b- even before this was spoiled, Baleful Strix, which used to be a $20 card, went down, was down at, like, $5. I just picked one up for my cube a couple days ago for four fifty.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know... It, Listen, there has to be some cards in here that are just regular creatures, regular... Yeah. Regular spells. <laughs> they just have... They have to exist. It can't be... If this is... If it becomes all Jaces and Dakfadens and Vamp- Vampiric Tutors, like, we... We will never be able to buy a box because the box is going to be I know. hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I know.
1: I'm, I'm being very selfish and first problem no, problems that it, my junk rare is Baleful Strix, which is like a very legit card in like, which isn't
0: even that bad. It's like a, it, you know, yeah, I mean, like, oh, it's oh a, yeah, it's, it's a good like two or three dollar rare, which isn't like, that's not, that's not getting hosed. Yeah. It's like you're opening Comet Storm at Mythic. You know? That
1: <laughs> is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget opening Comet Storm.
0: <laughs> I mean, the Mythics in the set so far, let's see, um, Balance, Jace, Vampire Tutor, Dak Faden. Oh
1: yeah, that, by the way, Dak Faden coming back. We kind of yep. expected it, but still, it's, it's still awesome.
0: Sneak Attack, Necropotence, Force of Will, Mana Crypt, um, World Gorger Dragon, which is, which is kind of crappy. Yeah, World
1: um, is kind of the crappy, crappy mythic. Chromox, Caracas.
0: I mean, those are the mythics, right? And how many mythics are there usually in a set? Like, like 10 or
1: 15? 15 usually.
0: So that's, let's see, that's 1, 2, 3, 4. Five, six, seven, eight, um, nine, ten, eleven, eleven mythics. And out of those mythics, there's like one or two that are like meh. Yeah. So, and they're not even a total hose, you know. Right. So like that's pretty, I mean, I think that's, you know, this set could, the rest of the set could be all, like I said in our before, it could be all chaff and I would still buy a box of it. I mm-hmm. would still draft it. Like, to me, the value is here. Um, you know the the set. I mean, I get. I think the overall value is going to be determined by the rest of the commons and uncommons.
1: Yeah, uh, and the but, fact that we've seen days, Mishra's Factory, Nimble Mongoose, Werebear, Bloodbraid Elf, like those are all real solid commons and uncommons. Yeah, like who's tell me you wouldn't want to play Werebear and, and Oh the, man, you don't want to play Nimble. Yeah, Mongoose pe- people limpid. don't remember, but yeah, before Charmagoye was printed. Uh, Rug Delver was Rug Delver was a deck before Delver or Tarmogoyf was printed. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it was like Nimble Mongoose and Werebear and like Wild Mongrel. That was what the original deck was. Because mm-hmm. Werebear was legit. It becomes a 4-4 late game.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And it mean, taps yeah. for mana. Imagine if yeah. Tarmogoyf
1: just had tap, add green to your mana pool.
0: <laughs> that would be pretty sick. <laughs> and uh, Nimble Mongoose also has just like sick new art and I'm just gonna get it. Like, Oh yeah, I have to that's foil. gonna look
1: beautiful in foils. Yeah, it's gonna be so cool. I
0: might just, I was actually, it's funny, I was thinking about, um, you know, my son Liam and I want to start to get him to play magic. Mm-hmm. So I want to make... So you're gonna, gonna like, buy him a
1: mongoose? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna
0: get him, I'm gonna want to. I, wanna, I wanna put together like two 30 card decks and just make them like monocolored, uh-huh. right? And do like, you know, like, you know, all creatures and lands. That's it. Yeah. And then maybe like one or two like direct damage spells. And then just do like a mono red and a mono green deck. And then just have them be like all, you know, no generic mana symbols, just, um, just like, you know, all forests or all. So I need like a green one drop, a double green two drop, a triple green three drop. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And then like that way he can figure out the math and stuff. And then we yeah. can play games that way. That's so I think, uh, um, Nimble Mongoose might make, well, I, then Mongoose might make it in. though That's a
1: great top. way to teach someone how to play. I actually kind of just want to keep two decks like that just anytime someone wants to learn how to play Magic.
0: Yeah, I want to keep it just super simple, like no, nothing complicated. I mean, also, he's four. So, like, for him, like, reading and doing the math is is difficult. And so if he can see the symbols, it makes things a lot easier, you know?
1: Yeah, and I know a lot of people who have the mental capacity of four-year-olds. <laughs> 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 um, um but, but so no that's that's a great uh, way and then bro. you could just like add in sorceries and then right. after a little while exactly. add in instance yeah and
0: if he's like me he'll just play a sorceries as instance it's fine yeah
1: exactly and then you don't <laughs> even need to teach him the difference <laughs>
0: <laughs> um no but so but getting back on topic this set so far i'm just thrilled with it man i i can't gush over this set enough it looks great um i'm excited to play it mm-hmm. i don't know what the limited format's going to be like um we have sneak attack in the set, but I didn't see any creatures that-
1: Yeah, no fatties really, yet. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean that, like, regal force is, like, the- I think the biggest creature that's in- so, I mean, I guess, like, you could- you could sneak attack world Gorgeous dragon.
1: I don't um, know, yeah, I mean, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think but, regal force is the best choice so far.
0: Yeah, but- um,
1: I'm hoping uh, they just give us some, like, enters the battlefield fatties at uncommon.
0: I'm sure they will. I'm sure there's going to be a couple, like, a couple big creatures that come in here. There has to be. If mm-hmm. they put Sneak Attack in the set, you know they're going to have to put in a couple fatties.
1: Right. Even if it's,
0: like, a Pelucranos, you know what I mean? Like, something that's worth, you know, that's worthwhile. Something worth
1: cheating into play.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um So, anyway, I mean, my, you know, so far, I'm A-plus on this set. I'm thrilled. Can't wait to play it. Can't wait to open packs. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to just, like, drunkenly crack packs. We're in Columbus. It's going to be a fun time.
1: Yeah. Uh... Oh, and so did you see any Easter eggs so far? Um,
0: I, I saw the chromox one. Um, I saw on the enlightened tutor that Wait, what, Never... was the, uh, what was the
1: what was the chromox one?
0: Um, no, I'm sorry, not the chromox one. The uh, on the Char Belcher the the uh, mock sapphire that was on his head.
1: Well, there's actually so that was on the original sketch. There's actually right, an Easter egg far. on Goblin Char Belcher that made it to the print. Yeah, the Black Lotus. Yeah, if you look at some of the junk it's spewing out, it's shooting out Black Lotus.
0: There's also... There's got to be some other um, context in there, too, because there's, like... um, I've seen, like, the blown-up art, and there's a few, like, very specific pieces of it. Yeah. There's got to be more things in there besides just the... But, yeah, the Black Lotus is pretty sweet. I just think it's cool, man. I like that they're... I feel like this, I mean, this is gonna sound stupid, but it's just catering to the enfranchised players. Like, you oh, already yeah. have two cards in here, two beautiful pieces of artwork by Therese Nielsen, who's like, you know, people just love her mm-hmm. as an artist, especially in the legacy format. Um I, ju- I think she that there-
1: She really- did Force of Will People.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> and the new Force of Will art is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I think that was so, so awesome that they gave her Force of Will too.
0: Yeah. Makes sense, right? Even the new Days art is pretty sweet. It just, to me, it doesn't read, like, it doesn't read Days, like, the actual, like...
1: It looks, it looks too much like Thoughtsies.
0: That's what I was, yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. Like, if the Blues were made more into, like, black and purples, Mm -hmm. that would look like a Thoughtsies card to me, or a Duress card, or a Cabal Therapy card, you know?
1: I still love my Dazes. I had my Dazes uh, Altered. Mm-hmm. Um and what I did is I had him put uh Men in Black sunglasses on the <laughs> on the character and then have him holding a neuralizer.
0: <laughs> that's awesome.
1: So if I was our director, that would be the concept art. We may be sued by Paramount or whoever owns the Men in Black <laughs> franchise. <laughs>
0: um I did notice the Wasteland art is um City of Brass. Yeah, City of Brass getting like
1: blown away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, that's that's really cool.
0: What a, I, I noticed that World Gorger Dragon art is still hideous. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like
1: that he has the he has like the alien tail thing. He has
0: anus on the end of his tail. That's cool. I
1: guess. <laughs> <laughs> he poops from the end of his tail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that's his tail. I think that's the tip of his wing. Uh, no, that's
0: just I don't know.
1: It's just <laughs> <so bad. laughs> uh, I actually really like the Wirewood Symbiote art. Like that, it just it, it's very creepy, but also very cool.
0: It makes sense though, because it is an insect.
1: It is, yeah. Like the other one it wasn't, well the other one was like, it was like a fucking huge tumor just on the yeah. side of this elf's head. <laughs> You're like, oh, what is going on there? <laughs> <laughs> might want to get that checked out, buddy.
0: Um, that new manic Crypt is going to look sick in foil. I know it's been made of Judge Foil. It's going to look great in foil in this too. Yeah.
1: Um, um, the other one is Animate Dead. So, so, I, I noticed that the guy is massive. Yeah, so that's the thing, it's like when you first look at Animate Dead, it looks like just a regular zombie, like bursting out of the ground, and there's like woods in the bit distance. And then you look at it closer and you realize that those woods in the distance aren't actually in the distance. He's yeah, just he's, huge. He's
0: holding a tree in his yeah. hand, like he's big. So, so, so no, yeah, so with the, the, uh, the kind of
1: theory uh, behind it is that, uh, it's Grave Titan. Oh. So we may that makes see, sense. uh, maybe a Titan cycle at rare. I think. Cool. I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I, it fucked up like M twelve draft, but <laughs> I mean, if anything can handle, it's probably Eternal Masters can handle the Titans being printed. Yeah. it could be a Mythic. Like we had, like I said, we have eleven Mythics right now. Oh, uh, they, they just do an incomplete, 60, cycle, incomplete like cycle, like just Primeval Titan and just Grave Titan, because no one really likes the other Titans. <laughs>
0: That would be cool too, actually. Um, and that kind of leads you into like, hey, maybe they'll be in Eternal Masters
1: right. 2017. And, uh, you know? I mean, the Titans are great to just be snuck into playoff Sneak Attack. Yeah, absolutely. Well, those, be right, fatties yeah, we like, need, those right? would be the so, fatties for Sneak Attack.
0: Although it's kind of a blowout if your fatties are a mythic and Sneak Attack is also <laughs> yeah. a mythic. You're never, you're never going to draft those together. Um, but, you know, that being said. <laughs> maybe like, we'll
1: get like Prime Evil we'll Titan that looks Uncommon. Looks- Who knows?
0: <laughs> and there seems to be a bit of a, of an elf theme too. To to the, the, to the uh because they, yeah, they have, they have Shaman of the Pack, they have, maybe blood Bloodbraid Elf, which isn't really like a, necessarily like an important elf. Yeah, more important is like
1: Wirewood, Chimbal Wirewood Watch. Symbiote, uh, and yep. Death Shaman too. Don't forget Death shaman Shaman's a Elf. Oh, right, yeah.
0: I forgot. To, uh, but yeah, so far, like, I mean, so the, here's the best part, right? Like, so, I had to go to be at work at 6 mm-hmm. on Monday. So, I roll out of bed. Right, it's like it's like five twenty. I'm already kind of like running a couple minutes late. So I'm like, shit. I tr- I roll over, like grab my phone, turn off my my uh, my alarm, and I swipe over to uh, Twitter. And the first thing I see on Twitter when I open it up is Days has been reprinted for the set. <laughs> it was the best start to a Monday. Ever.
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
0: That <laughs> <laughs> was great. And like Monday was just all like that. It was just like, oh my god. Oh they yeah. It was Jace, like oh hot god, and
1: like, fat, Just healing it with yeah. the spoilers. Like I'm like, oh, that was a good spoiler. I wonder what we're gonna get tomorrow. Oh, I'm getting another spoiler. Oh, I wonder what we're getting tomorrow. Oh, we're getting some more <laughs> To the point yeah, like I posted great. on the Facebook group like the Dave Chappelle meme, like, Y'all got any more of those modern yeah. master spoilers? And then like ten minutes later they be yeah. spoiled mana crypts. And I'm like, fuck <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good.
0: It was um yeah, I'm very uh you know, I hate to say it again, but very happy with the set. Can't wait to play it. Um can't wait to see what yep. else is in the set. So. Uh,
1: I will say I'm already predicting the most annoying moment of drafting Eternal Masters is playing against the guy who opened Sensei's Divining Top, but has never played with Sensei's Divining Top before. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for that. Do you, you think it's even playable and limited? Oh my god, Top Unlimited is miserable. But is it, is it playable? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's re- it's a repeatable, stackable yeah. effect. Yeah, I, I guess if so. If you had, if I you mean, had an enchantment, that just said, one colorless, and then at the beginning of your upkeep, pay one, rearrange the top of your deck. Like, that's so little investment for something so important in Limited, because Limited has zero-to-none card fixing.
0: That's true, and I guess it, like, it would seriously help you hit your land drops. and that's Exactly. Very, very Even
1: if you're not playing with fetch lands or ways to shuffle your library, just consistently being able to stay stay on curve is going to win you so many games.
0: Okay, that that makes sense. Um, Control Magic is not a card I want to play in limited. That's not a good card. Um, I I like well, it uh, depends I like Bale on the deck a lot. You're playing against. Mm, no, I mean it's a sideboard card. Oh yeah, card it's definitely best. a sideboard you don't card. Don't I, it. Like I wouldn't play Control. a main deck. Yeah.
1: Uh Well, I mean it depends. Yeah, I mean if yeah. the set is just like if every common and uncommon is a fatty, <laughs> then maybe.
0: Yeah, that's a maybe at best. Like I think I would still rather just run one of the fatties I drafted than yeah. Control Magic, but. I like Baleful Strix. I think that's going to be a great card in that limited set. Um, It's a two-mana removal spell with uh, a draw card when it enters the battlefield. That's awesome. Um, Necropotence, if you draft that, like, if you see that in your pack, you Uh, can draft it. I
1: mean, it depends on Um, what is in the rest of the set. If there isn't really a way, like, what I'm worried is what some people do with their cube. Some people build a cube, and they put Necropotence in because it's Necropotence, and it has this great nostalgia behind it, but then don't include anything to support it. Like, uh, uh, life advantage, uh, type scenarios, or, uh, storm cards, um, you know, ways to really take advantage of necroponents. If, if sure, the set doesn't sure. have that, necroponents actually isn't that good.
0: I suppose, but I mean, like, if it, if you have the option to pay one life, draw a card, like, almost like a Grizzlebrand effect. Well, no.
1: Grizzlebrand is much effect. better than necroponents, um, because the big thing, uh, with necroponents is you don't get the cards right away. You get the cards True. at your end step, True. which means anything that you would draw that would be relevant and impactful, like say you need to make that land drop, or say you need to deploy a mm-hmm. creature to be a threat, you don't get to do until after your opponent has already taken their turn. Plus Necroponent sure, yeah. says skip your draw step, which can get very important when you're getting low health and you, and you still need more yeah. cards. And then kind of the cherry on top yes. is it's three black. So Necroponent is very hard right. to cast.
0: Oh yeah, you're definitely going into like you know almost mono black if you right. get microphones. I don't know, I just think it's, it's I think it's, it's a
1: good happening. card, but it, it it's not a card that just you can put into your deck.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I think it's going to be it's going to be fun to explore yeah. the format. I'm man. excited
1: to play with Vampiric Tutor again. I haven't played with Vampiric Tutor in yeah. so long.
0: What is that card? So it's is it just tutor for any card and you lose yep, two Yep, it's life?
1: one black for an instant. So, you typically do it at your, at the end of your opponent's turn, and you search your library for a card, then shuffle your library, and put that card on top of it, you lose two life.
0: Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, that, it's all in like Japanese, I've never mm-hmm. played with the card, but I, I had a feeling I knew it Right, that
1: so, didn't. I mean, it's card disadvantage, cause it doesn't go into your hand, you're spending a card to basically set up your next top deck, but it's still mm-hmm. instant speed for one black, find any card in your deck, and, and put it on top for your next draw step. It also goes well with Sensei's Divining Top in case you just need to draw that card right
0: away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, so it's gonna be fun. Uh, right now, as far as the bet goes, um, you've hit one. You called. Uh, what did you yep, call? Anime Dead. dead. Um, and I have two. I have Days and Sneak Attack, um, and neither of us. Well, the ones we. As not being reprinted, have not been
1: You want to refresh yet? our listeners oh. and myself?
0: <laughs> sure, yeah. So we both we, yeah, so you you expected Cloud Post to be reprinted, Endmate Dead, Blightsteel Colossus, Lingering Souls, and Mary's Guile. Um, on your will not be reprinted list, you had like the Zendikar, Fetches, uh, so mm-hmm. Scalding Tarn, Arad Mesa, all those. Um, Lily of the Veil, Thought Seas, Snapcaster Mage, and Blood Moon. Um, for my will be reprinted, I had uh, Chain Lightning, Berserk, Armageddon, Days, and Sneak Attack, and then my will not be reprinted was a uh, Brainstorm, Counterbalance, again the Zendikar fetches, Abrupt Decay. I forgot you special. chose
1: Brainstorm. Um, just going deep,
0: <laughs>
1: like that's a Hail Mary. Like,
0: yeah, that's like if like if that does get reprinted,
1: it's just Like I, <laughs> <Yeah. run. laughs> like, I think that's like two thousand like, points or something like that. It's, yeah, sixteen thirty points.
0: <laughs> abrupt Decay is actually very hot. Like had like six hundred sixty-two points um even scalding tarn was 705 i think yeah. and
1: uh, so we can actually confirm is, proxy Guy put this out today based on the set numbers yes. and the alphabet you know uh, that the way the mm-hmm. letters are arranged it eludes me sometimes but uh the, the <laughs> way they, <laughs> the way that works out uh, there isn't room in the set for the fetch lands
0: Right, which is, which is cool. I, I don't want there to be fetch lands in the set. I don't want modern players to be incentivized. I
1: I actually, it blows my mind of the people that do want fetch lands because like what makes them think that they're getting copies of the box either? <laughs> like, oh man, my scouting cards are a hundred dollars. If only they were in this set so I could pay five hundred dollars a booster box for them, <laughs> so I could maybe open one.
0: <laughs> so, so here's what something that's interesting, and this kind of uh, crossed my mind because you see a lot of people on Twitter talking about this, and we've kind of talked to Kate about. Um, the supply that's out there that looks like it's kind of between Modern Masters 1 and Modern Masters mm-hmm. 2015. Uh, Modern Masters 1 was um, kind of a pretty sought-after set. Um, the card prices sort of went, I don't want to say crazy, but they were selling for higher than oh, yeah. MSRP when Modern Masters 2015... Obviously, when it first came out, they were selling for a little bit higher, but there was clearly plenty of supply. You could buy them the, at MSRP. The, the problem after is, the is they're
1: actually, it's it's actually a little overprinted because you can still buy packs of Modern Masters 2015 yep. at MSRP. And, yep. like, that's right. not even true of, like, standard sets that came out around that time.
0: Right. Well, I mean, I think, I also think that in that set, um, all of the value was right. like in the Mythics. And then two of the Mythics um, got banned. <laughs> right. Um, so the other well, thing. Well, before we, well, the thing that I wanted well before hold on, before we go any further, what I wanted to ask you was um there's no GP no. for this for this GP uh GP Columbus
1: set. the legacy and of so that, that is basically that.
0: So that leads me to believe, like can you imagine the amount of boxes of modern masters that were opened at GP Vegas, the yep. first GP Vegas? How much of, of an effect on the actual like I would say substantial
1: um, because right after prices right. were cheapest right after GP Vegas. Right. So I'm curious to see, well, and I mean
0: prices of boxes of, of sealed product mm-hmm. in general, because so much is not going to the GP. Um, I wonder if that will have any kind of like depression effect in a good way, like keeping the prices reasonable on boxes of this product. I mean, I guess it remains. God, to I would see, just
1: kill to look at, uh, Wizards of the Coast like accounting books. <laughs> Cause know, they have I, these I answers. See, like, <laughs> they know.
0: Just to see allocations of product. It'd be yeah. so, so, so interesting. I mean, we can only, we can only speculate, right? Because they may, they may have printed stuff for the GP. Above and beyond what was sent out to, right. you know, to, to shops. So, you know what I mean? So what
1: I wanted um, to say is what I'm worried about is they may have misjudged it. So what we know is that Eternal Masters has a print run somewhere in between that of original Modern Masters and Modern Masters 2015. The reason why is Modern mm-hmm. Masters original was not printed enough of and there was a lot of hype and a lot of demand and people loved it. And it was always pretty much expensive. So then Wizards ramped up production on Modern Masters 2015. Which would have been a good idea if Modern Masters 2015 was of the same caliber as original Modern Masters. And it was just a worse set with not as much intrinsic value, and they printed more of it. And so a lot of Eternal Masters 2015 sat on the shelves, especially with the higher MSRB uh, that, uh, that Wizards charged. Um, so now Wizards is doing somewhere in the middle, and the problem that I'm seeing is Eternal Masters looks fucking awesome. Like, even better than Original Modern Masters. And that's what I'm really worried about, is that we're going to have a massive shortage again, just like with Original Modern Masters.
0: Yeah, I mean, so at the very least, what this will mean is probably cards getting out into the market, um, and lowering prices, but maybe sealed product is going to be more difficult to come by. Um, which will be interesting because usually that will drive up prices, but I think because the demand, like, I think a lot of what affects the prices of Legacy cards is more availability and less about Foils demand. are going to be insane um, for this set. This, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like, Jace, Jace foils. Force of I mean, Will. Well, all just, these,
1: just all yeah. of it, because it's like, not only Actually, is this foils, like foils. Legacy yeah. players who already have a habit of pimping out their deck, this is also a set that cube <laughs> players and commander players are salivating over. and Yeah.
0: I can't wait to pull it like a foil Jace and just sell it for hundreds of dollars. I'm great.
1: terrified to see where foil Force of Wills end up.
0: Well, it's the only foil print. Well, no, the, Jeff- yeah, yeah, the foil judge foils are force $500 force? a piece. Yeah. Do you think these Force of Wills would be more expensive uh, because it's by Teresa?
1: Realistically, like, I have a realistic, at, at least hope and expectation of about $200 a piece for Force of Wills.
0: That's funny, I was thinking like, I was, this is my arbitrary guess, like completely uneducated guess was like 250.
1: Yeah, like I'm, I'm afraid of it being like 300. Um, but I would say realistically the Force of Wills are at 200 and if they go like, I'm hoping it's going to be interesting because the, it it will just have come out when we're at the GP, but it's also the perfect opportunity to buy these types of cards because you're never going to be with more immediate vendors than at a GP. So right right really it's just I don't want like I almost like I want to get my force walls as soon as possible because these are just going to climb as soon as packs stopped being open which seems like it's mm-hmm. going to be sooner rather than later um uh, so I want to get them asap but I also just don't want to buy them on the first day the set releases and like drastically overpay for them
0: Yeah I think I think again you're going to have to wait like 2 or 3 weeks and then and then I uh, would know.
1: say probably closer to like a week that that's what like original modern masters really? was and that's also a lot of the way like Magic Online economy is is faster than the real world economy, but like, uh mm-hmm. Magic Online card price history is like, sometimes the lowest point, b- point of buying a set is like two to three days after the set is released. So I would say like a yeah. week to two weeks is going to be the prime time to pick up staples that you know you're going to want to play with. In, In paper, paper, yeah. You
0: mean? Yeah. Um, also, another thing that we should talk about, uh the bet that we made... I so know! <laughs> I was going to bring it up!
1: <laughs> modern. <laughs>
0: Modern play- you know, modern staples being printed in, uh. To be General fair, Masters. there's not that
1: many of them, and most of the ones that are, are banned yep. in modern. But, yep. uh, I was How blown out. How I hurt. was blown out. Uh, you were bl- blown out quite, uh, <laughs> quite literally? <laughs> I, it was just, reversed. I was like, I wasn't even mad when it happened, cause I'm like, of course! <laughs> of course! <laughs> Very likely. <by laughs> Goblin Char-Belcher. <laughs> Charbelcher is the card that confirms, uh, that Pat beat me, and... I lost to the People's Cannon again. I mean, not the first time; won't be the last time.
0: <laughs> yep. So you got to pay up, but it's going to be twenty-five dollars to uh to Wounded Warrior yep. Project. So that's a great cause. Um, but I just figured we should bring that up and just rub rub a little salt in that for you Thanks, From the Matt. spice
1: rack. I mean, you gotta you gotta reclaim your victory somehow because you're not going to do them in matches. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it certainly sucks for playing, so. <laughs> Um, speaking of the Spice Rack, uh, did you want to talk about your article at all this week? Because oh, I thought it was thanks, very man. good. Yeah, I
1: had another article come out this week. Uh, I got my got the bug out and uh, made a Mono Blue Thing in the Ice deck. Do you want to talk about the list yeah, a little bit? No, no, no. <laughs> no I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, we can talk about the list. So, Mono Blue yeah, Thing in the Ice. Um, so, I said this in the article, but I've actually been kind of brewing this deck for like the last two years or so. Uh, basically, ever since Theros came out, um, I, I was somewhat paying attention to Standard at the time, and like Mono Blue Thassa, uh, Master of Waves was like one of the best Standard decks of the time, uh, and I always thought like that was a deck that actually had legs and, and might have the possibility be ported over uh, to uh, to Legacy. Um, just because Thassa itself, even if you're just playing Thassa's as an enchantment, she's still, you know, two and a blue, scry every turn, and you can make a creature unblockable if you want. Um, so that that's always been kicking around, but, like, the Master of Waves part of the standard deck, which was the real win condition, uh, didn't really carry over to Legacy that well, I found. He was just a bit too expensive, and, you know, there was already a lot of minus one, minus one effects, because... uh True Name Nemesis was really big at the time, so it just, it wasn't a great strategy, so I kind of put it on the shelf for a while. Um, And then, Mm -hmm. you know, Thing in the Ice got printed, and I'm like, oh, this is the exact win condition that I've been waiting for for this deck. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, so just to run down it, uh, for creatures we got four Thing in the Ice, four Snapcaster Mage, uh, two Vendillion Click, one Venser Shaper Savant, and then one Thassa God of the Sea. Um, big thing with the creatures is I just kind of went value town um, because what I want ideally is to ha- you know play these creatures you know Snapcaster Vindilion Click get the enter to battlefield ability off and then eventually flip Thing in the Ice and send them back to my hand so I can just recast them for more value. Yep. Um, then for uh, spell side we have three Jace. I mean it's a mono blue jet deck. Jace is better than all. You got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um three back to basics yeah oh, I I love love the card. blue blood moon so back to basics is two and a blue non-basic lands do not untap during their controllers untap stat phases uh, so that card is just an absolute blowout and you just get these games where it's like people playing like main deck blood moon where it's like you're against B- bug mm-hmm. delver and they're like yep you don't get to use your lands anymore
0: <laughs>
1: um then I also included a one of Sword of Fire and Ice, just because, uh, you know, sometimes they'll deal with your thing in the ices, and you just kinda wanna give a Snapcaster Mage or a Vendillion Click a bit more punch. Like, a Snapcaster oh, Mage yeah. with a Sword of Fire and Ice on it is just, it's six damage a turn. <laughs> like, so, yeah. that, that, it just, it kind of is a late game insurance policy. Uh, there's no real way to find it other than the, you know, card advantage and, you know, ponders and brainstorms, but, you know you're a late game control deck, so you're probably gonna see it sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Um, for protection, I got four Force of Will, uh, three Spell pier- Pierce, and uh, one Spell Snare. Um, I mean Force of Will, I feel self-explanatory. <laughs> it, um, spell Pierce is you just kind of want cheap early counter magic to keep you in the game, and also ways to uh, counteract like their removal uh, for Thing in the Ice. Mm-hmm. Um, spell snare, uh, just because I feel right now there's a lot of really good two drops in the format. Um, so just having yeah. a one up spell snare, like it just hits so much. You know, it, it hits yeah. Tarmogoyf, uh, Dark Confidant, Stoneforge Mystic, Counterbalance, Thing in the Ice. So yeah. Silver it Library.
0: Just, it's legacy.
1: We like playing cheat spells. After one comes yeah. two. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Also, big yeah. force of will, so there's So, spells is just a, <laughs> a
1: nice little card. Um, you know, you don't really want to overload on them, because sometimes they can be some real feel-bad moments. But they're definitely nice yeah. to have. Um, I have two counterspells, just for the hard lockdown. Um, you know, sometimes you just need to shut something down. And then, even more so, I'm packing four Cryptic <laughs> Command in Legacy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> I do like the the Modern Masters 2015 version that has the bulleted <laughs> yeah uh, list much easier to to handle
1: but yeah Crypto Command's really good in this set uh, deck just because you you are a slow like this deck I built and when I was building it I was thinking of like the old school mono blue control decks that I was seeing when I first started playing. Playing like Fog Bank and Maze of Ith and Mana Drain, Counterspell, Force of Will, uh, like, uh, Mana Leak, just like loading up on just Counter Magic, uh, and then just like a Morphling as the win condition, like a one of Morphling. <laughs> So, like, that's what I, I had in mind when I was building this deck, and Cryptic Command is just so good in it. You know, it's usually unplayable in Legacy because of just three blue is actually very difficult even for Legacy to produce. And a four mana counterspell is usually not what you want in, in a format where people can get turn one wins. But Cryptic Command isn't really there uh, for the early game. Cryptic Command is for the late game. Um, because oftentimes what you're going to be using is the other three abilities. So instead of countering a spell, you're going to use it to bounce a permanent that your opponent was able to slip through your wall of counter magic, uh, or, you know, just set them back a turn just in order to buy a bit more time or even just, you know, uh, bouncing their Jace the Mind Sculptor, using it to flip thing in the ice to flip thing in the ice and then, you know, you gain an advantage that way. Um... Tapping all creatures of your opponents control, while it doesn't come up that often, is that's the type of ability that can just be a blowout. Like if you have a couple couple Snapcasters out, a Vendillion Click, uh, you know, you can you know tap down their turn their uh, board and just swing for the win off of that. Especially if you have the Sword of Fire and Ice out, and then the Wonderful just draw a card. Whatever you can't think of something else to do, just draw a card. <laughs> Yep. It's always uh, good. And then rounding it out, I have four brainstorm, four ponder for the card selection slash ways to get counters off thing on the ice. And then for lands, keeping it simple, just 10 islands and 10 blue fetches.
0: Yeah, uh, I like the land, the land base. And 61
1: cards? Uh, yes, yes, you know, it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the 61st <laughs> card is probably either the Sword of Fire and Ice or the Thassa. Um, but I mean, both of them are just too good to cut. <laughs> I
0: do like, uh, a lot of your, uh, you know, vanilli, well, not a lot, but you have vanilli, click, vencer, and jace that all have double pips, um in the, uh, in the casting cost, so that helps turn on Thassa, because if you can get Thassa hitting it as a 5-5 unblockable indestructible, that's yeah. pretty decent. And you get the, and you get the scry that made you interrupt yeah. everything. It was
1: turn, even so better the original, uh, iteration before thing in the ice was printed, is instead of the four thing in the is uh, there was another Thassa, and then three uh, True Name Nemesis. So that was even more p- picks oh, nice. for Thassa to get turned on. But it just like, yeah, Cl- uh, uh, not v- um, True Name Nemesis. I just feel it's like, don't bother playing True Name Nemesis unless you're also playing it with like Stoneforge Mystic or or In Murpho. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, just because he's just a little too slow without suiting him up a bit mm mm-hmm. um, but yeah the one the only thing i'm really concerned with the deck is i mean basically because i haven't had a chance to play test it because i've been focusing on sneak and show for gp columbus is i just don't know how reliable this deck can uh get thing in the ice to flip a lot um, of your spells are reactive so you're either going to be casting them before yeah. thing in the ice comes out or you're going to be casting them when you don't necessarily want to flip thing in the ice
0: uh, there's a chance that you, like, play Thing in the Ice in turn two, and then you're just playing all denial for the next, until you That's flip That's true. You know, I mean, like that, that, just that like could
1: be very hitting, well how it works.
0: <laughs> hitting your spell pierce, your spell snare, your, your force of wills, your cryptic mm-hmm. commands. That's, like, turns, you know, three through six, and then you flip yeah. Thing in the Ice, <laughs> I suppose. I mean, you know, you have Snapcaster Mage 2 to bring back some of those, mm-hmm. and you have a good amount of dig with four four uh, Brainstorm, four Ponder, um plus the three Jace, like, will help you dig through your deck. I, I think it's interesting. I mean, it's well, certainly something that's worth playing. We might be able to take it for a spin on yeah. Magic Online. I
1: See mean, I honestly out. think it's worse than, like, the Rug and Bug versions we've been seeing. Like, I think if you want to play a competitive thing in the Ice Deck, you definitely want to play one of those. Uh But this was just kind of, mm-hmm. like, a fun thing that, like, yeah, sometimes you blow people out with back-to-basics.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, like, if, you know, if playing duels, if the reserve list isn't your thing, I think... <laughs> free of the reserve list except for maybe back to basics i'm not yeah i mean back to basics
1: is like a seven dollar card so the money cards in this deck are like snapcaster mage jace the mind sculptor and then like
0: reprinted uh, reprinted now (laughs) yeah so yeah so
1: i mean force of will reprinted basically like cryptic command and snapcaster mage is going to be where most of the value of the set is and you know if you like playing blue decks in modern there's a good chance you already have those cards so, yep. yeah, this deck could easily be kind of a, a cool port over from, you know, modern to getting into legacy. Since also Forcible is oh, being absolutely. reprinted.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: yeah, but very nice job on that. It was, uh, very cool.
0: Uh, just a quick, uh, update on some of the previews. Uh, Gaia's Blessing just got spoiled for, uh, Eternal Masters at, at, uh, Uncommon. Oh, what? That's one in a green for a sorcery. Target player shuffles up to three target cards from his or her graveyard into his or her library. Draw a card. When Guy's blessing is put into your graveyard from your library, shuffle your graveyard into your library.
1: <laughs> I remember that back in the day. It's, it's a... I mean, it's a cantrip. So, it's a green cantrip.
0: If someone plays, like... If someone plays in Tomb, and then you just follow up with Guy's Blessing in the next turn... Yeah! <laughs>
1: yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. It's, it's graveyard hate. <laughs> it's also can be, like, ways to get cards from your graveyard back in your deck, so, you, you know, they kill your win condition. Um, I, I mean, I think it's yeah. a fine limited card.
0: Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's, you know, it's cool, so... It's a neat... another neat card that's in there. Um, anyway... <laughs> we keep going back to Eternal Masters, <laughs> it's, but hard not to it talk can about. Never
1: it. go back. <laughs> um, oh, uh, we have a bit of house cleaning. So, sure. Yep, let's so go over that. we now have an iTunes feed. Yeah, I Woo. don't know how that space magic works, but uh, you can you can tell us a bit more about that, Pat.
0: Sure. Yeah. So uh, we have an official iTunes feed. I'll put it in the show notes tonight. Um, uh, one of the cool things you can do to kind of help out the cast and give us a little bit more exposure is, uh, if you use iTunes and you have an iTunes account, uh, you can just go to the feed, click on reviews, and, uh, you can review the cast. You can leave us, uh, you know, some stars and a comment. And if you want to do that, I'd be happy to read your comment on air. If you leave your name or your handle with it, we'll have, we'll, you know, have to read that out on air as well. Uh, it does help us get a little bit of exposure. Um, it can also put us up on like, you know, the, you know, the up and coming or hot new podcasts, whatever iTunes uses for that terminology, um, which would be pretty sweet too. So uh, thanks in advance for that, guys. It's Basically,
1: we're begging you. Nice to little love thing to help us. Up. Yes. Just, just love
0: us. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, give us, give us love honest feedback us. You know, the, you know it tells us how terrible love Jerry is, how great us. I am, and uh, what else you got, Jerry, as far as house uh, cleaning oh, goes. Uh,
1: we are getting in designs for new label. Uh, we have stickers lined up, so looks like we're going to have the stickers in time for. Uh, the GP, hopefully, also T-shirts, but it's coming down to the wire, and I'm hoping we get it soon. But uh, we yeah. commissioned a graphic designer to make a you know logo for us, so it's getting excited to show it off once it's completed. Uh, we'll be showing that off shortly, and we will have stickers in time for the GP.
0: Nice, awesome. We'll be giving those out. Yes,
1: yes, we will. Uh. <laughs> definitely won't be no we keep, we'll have 200 stickers we're going to be ourselves. posting them on every flat surface within a 10 mile radius <laughs> 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 everyone gets a leaving a legacy uh. bumper sticker
0: <laughs> so so speaking of uh Columbus i think we can you know safely say that the decks you need to be looking at are Eldrazi mm-hmm. i think uh miracles
1: yeah, i think uh i was Reading something Kate posted earlier today, and uh, something about like miracles making up twenty percent of most metas.
0: Yeah, really. Hmm. But the finishes haven't been that the great. Finishes right? haven't like,
1: been that great, but it's just like one of the most popular uh, decks in the format. So I'm actually pulling up MTGO Goldfishes uh, breakdown. Uh, right now, uh, on the online meta, Miracles makes up twenty point oh seven percent. Yeah, that's a little that
0: you know that is a little bit skewed. However, because Miracles is so much cheaper online, um, than the other decks,
1: uh, it's true. It is more. It is cheaper online, but so is a lot of other legacy decks as well.
0: Yeah. Well, it's cheaper in, like the tier one deck, right? I guess I should uh, say.
1: Yeah. Oh. Uh, but I mean, it's still miracles is still seeing a lot of uh a lot of uh paper play as well. I mean, it's it's just consistently been yeah. a tier one deck pretty much ever since it was printed.
0: Um. I mean, it it really is saying that it's so. I twenty percent of the paper meta. Yeah. As well, so I just actually. went to
1: MTG Top Eight, which does a really good job of tracking uh, paper stats. And uh blue white miracles is at eighteen percent. It's uh, out of the last six hundred and forty-four decks uh that have placed, uh, one hundred and fifteen of them have been miracles decks. That is higher than
0: I expected. I, from what I've seen, it's usually a, it's been a little bit lower. That closer to, to ten. Well, I like also feel 15. a lot of
1: uh, miracles players don't just announce they're a miracles player for fear of you know the torches and pitchforks coming out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's fair. They it's well deserved.
1: But uh I mean just if you go to a magic event and it is, you know, a at least 5 rounds, I would be surprised if you didn't run into miracles.
0: It's going to be there at least in the draw bracket.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know. Um okay, so so certainly miracles is something you should be looking at. Um you should also be looking at uh Eldrazi aggro, um which has been kind of a menace and sort of stomping all over the face of I think when it I think against miracles
1: it's just a Yeah, that is very well positioned against miracles. The, miracles um, basically has to hit which like, is terminus 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 monastery mentor make a bunch of tokens in order to win that matchup.
0: Right, because they're not countering yeah. those creature spells, which is not gonna happen. And interestingly, like Charbelcher has made a couple like strong finishes lately, <laughs> which is which has been better than Storm and I think it's just because like You know, if they win the die roll against a deck like Eldrazi Aggro, like and they're not able to get one of their, you know, they're not able to get like Sphere out, or they're not able to get um, Thorn. Yeah, if they're not able to get one of those pieces out, and Belcher wins the die roll, they're going off turn one more than likely. It it seems like Storm needs like turn maybe two
1: turns to get set up. Yeah, I mean Eldrazi is definitely keeping Storm down a bit. Um, I was actually yeah. surprised at how favorable that matchup is for Eldrazi, considering they don't have counter magic. Really?
0: Oh, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm surprised that you're surprised. It seems like if you're running like
1: well, Eldra Eldrazi like all those soul lands. Well, and- the reason why is Eldrazi doesn't run Force of Will. Typically, decks that don't run Force of Will have bad matchups against uh, Storm. Yeah,
0: I mean, but they're also running all those soul lands. They're running like yeah, a lot of it doesn't of, matter if you lose uh, the die roll
1: because you can lose the die roll and then Storm just kills you turn one. I mean, it definitely it definitely depends yeah. on whether you're versing, you know, ad nauseum versus tendrils, but it's still, mm-hmm. you know, a risk you don't really want to take.
0: Well, don't you see, like, don't you see Ant far more than you see Tess, and Tess is the one that's a little bit more, a little bit faster than Ant? Uh,
1: honestly, I would say I see them about equally. Um, really? That being said, it's also not the highest sample size, because I usually only see one or two per tournament. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's just not as popular a deck here as it is in Europe. Um so I think sure. that's kind of a, a moot point. Um yeah. but yeah, it's 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 definitely being held down. At Storm itself has kind of had yeah. a rough rough bit of shape for the last you know year or so.
0: Yeah. So certainly things that you should be on your list, um, you know, things that you should know to, to play against obviously are Miracles, Eldrazi, probably Grixis Delver, that's still showing up fairly well. Um the, the bug lists. Like, Shardless Bug is, is still yeah, doing pretty well. Yeah, for fair well.
1: decks, uh, at least, you know, three-color Delver fair decks, uh, Shardless Bug and Grixis Delver is still doing, you know, both doing very well. Um, if you want to play yep. a Tarmogoyf deck or, like, a three-color Tempo deck, like, those two choices are both very good. Yeah.
0: I mean, if it, if you take away miracles out of this, out of this, uh, equation, which at 18%, it's very, it's kind of hard to take it out, but like, if you look at the rest of the decks, um like you have Eldrazi at nine, but then you have a bunch of fives and threes and twos, um in the, in the list, like the other one, highest one, I guess, is like, is like the, the Charlotte's mm-hmm. Bug decks. But, like, the metagame is pretty spread out as far as deck yeah. finishes go, which is well, pretty nice. Well,
1: I may be a little bit biased, but I actually think the best position deck right now is... What do you think, Pat?
0: <laughs> well, it's funny that you mentioned that, because I was kind of thinking about that earlier today, and I think that Show & Tell has a really good matchup against oh, man, a lot of I these love decks. It. Right so, now. actually, speaking
1: oh. of, Show & Tell has crept back up the list to be the most popular combo deck being played right now. Um, it was, you know, like 1% across the board for, uh, during the Omnitel days. And now, right now, Mm -hmm. it makes up 5.1% of the online meta, beating out Storm, the second most popular, at 4%, and Elves at 3.2%. So it's, you know, twice as popular as Elves, and, you know, it's about 20% more popular than Storm. And then in paper events, uh, Show and Tell is making up 4% of the meta. Uh, Storm is still beating oh, wow. it uh, in percentage in paper. I think that's primarily because we just had Bazaar Moxen, and there was a bunch of Storm mm-hmm. decks in Bazaar Moxen because you know Europe is where it's most popular. But the fact that Show and Tell has just you know gone up from about one percent to four to five percent to six percent of the meta is pretty telling. Um yeah. And it's just like looking at the top four decks right now in popularity. It's Miracles at twenty percent, Eldrazi Sompi at eight percent. Shardless Bug at 7.6 Grixis Delver at 5.8 Sneak and Show has an amazing matchup against all four of those decks Uh, Miracles is just like a walk in the park uh, because they are a slow control deck and you just want to craft the perfect hand and then go off and then especially the version I'm running that's running Monastery Mentor in the sideboard I can just play their game along with them and then just go bigger than them instead of having an Entreat the Angels I'm I'm having an Emrakul Uh, eldrazi Stompy is actually a, a pretty good matchup. It's close, but it's it's definitely favored in Sneak and Show just because your Eldrazi are bigger than their eldrazi. Um and yeah. you um, you know you you can go off quicker than them. And a lot of their hate cards like Chalice of the Void, uh, you know, Thorn of Amethyst, uh, things of that nature aren't as good against you. You're not as reliant on one drops, and you're a deck that's running Soul Lands. So the fact that they're taxing you a mm-hmm. little bit isn't the worst in, end of the world. Right. Um and right. then Shardless Bug I found actually pretty easy because their only real protection is Force of Will, uh, game one, and then they usually board in some more discard like Hymnatorak Thoughtseize, but it's just they're not running Delver of Secrets, and so without that early pressure, you could you just have all the time in the world to set up and go off on them. And then out of all mm-hmm. of them, Grixis Delver is probably the hardest just because it's running, you know, discard counter magic and delver of secrets. But even so, right. Sneak and Show uh, runs three Blood Moon out of the sideboard. So even with that, games two and three, you can just get free wins off of them.
0: Yeah, you get hosed because if you're fighting them on their Sneak and Show, you're fighting them on their Sneak... Or rather, if you're fighting them on their Show and Tell, you're fighting them on their Sneak Attack, and then you've used all your magic to fight that angle, and then they just hit a Blood Moon. It's like, all right, well, move yeah. on to the next game because there's not much you can do about yeah, that. Exactly. Um, I'm trying to think if... The only thing I can think of in the main deck... Uh, oh, what's going to take care of, what's going to take care of blood? Moon? Uh,
1: like, decay is their only answer. maybe. Abrupt decay. What's that? If they're running.
0: Yeah, and even that is not that popular. Yeah, it looks like but, actually um, some 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 will run at the sideboard, but most most don't even have it in the. Right, in this and they probably
1: wouldn't think to bring it in because you're you're not showing them anything that's abrupt decayable game one. Mm-hmm. Your yeah. only real permanents are lotus petals and uh, sneak attacks, and they can't. Abrupt decay, a sneak attack, and they don't want to abrupt decay a lotus petal.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think that there's there's nothing really in the sideboard that is going to get rid of it. Um. Well, I sometimes guess,
1: they'll run like a crescent grip.
0: But yeah, even that they'll
1: probably that board in a Crozen grip because of sneak attack. But even so, like, e- even so, it's it's still just one card.
0: Yeah, it's a little. It's I just. There's nothing that they have in their in the sideboard. At least the sideboard I'm looking at right now, um, in the sideboard I've been been running. Um, there's really nothing to take care of that. Like it's just you have to you have to you have to counter it because if they if they stick it like you're not you're not gonna be able to get around it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm very confident running uh, sneaking show. I, I just feel it's really good. I'm actually I'm adding the Hiryu in. After seeing, yeah, after seeing what Nahiri's been doing, and just the fact that I'm already on the Monastery Mentor sideboard plan, like putting Nahiri, I'm debating whether to cut one Jace and make one Jace Nahiri, or just have Nahiri be in the sideboard with Monastery Mentor as the backup plan. Because when you just go into that like control style deck, uh, Nahiri basically becomes like your fifth sneak attack.
0: But anyway, other than that, uh, was there anything else you wanted to get into today, or? Um no, i Oh,
1: we, either, didn't, so. we didn't talk about, uh, have you, how, so, I mean, with Grixis on Magic Online, you you oh yeah. Have you uh, been able to do anything uh, with Grixis lately? Uh, well,
0: I did pick up, the, like I said, I picked up the one Days, uh, I picked it up for like 18 bucks, and then Days got reprinted, so I've been holding off on that. That's down to like $6,
1: I think. Aren't you glad I talked so, you off the ledge? I've actually, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So happy.
0: I was like, I owe you a steak dinner, man. When we go to Ohio, I'll buy you dinner one night, because that saved me a lot of money.
1: Yeah, it, it's setting uh, up like a dollar-cost averaging program for days for you. <laughs> <I'm just like laughs>
0: yeah. well, you're right. Like I'll, I will do the math out eventually when I do buy them, because I'll be getting them for way under what they were when I originally mm-hmm. looked, so... um uh yeah so i I did pick up one days, but I'm still short um the wastelands and the force will I do need one EE, which i which I actually think um I've seen some rumblings on Twitter from a podcast that I follow who has a um a uh, preview card that they're doing today. I think they actually might have engineered explosives to preview so who has um this will come out this will this will come out long after they've previewed that card, so you'll find out if I'm right or not, but um if they do preview it, then like every card I need for the deck. Is in, in Eternal Masters, which means like a month from now, I'll have all the cards and be just and just be jamming the deck. Nice.
1: Uh, fun fact: I'm actually looking at prices right now because I'm thinking about just picking up the fetch lands uh, since I feel those yep. will probably go up once uh, uh, you know Eternal Masters gets released. Guess what the most mm-hmm. expensive fetch land from Cons of Tarkir is? Um, if I was gonna guess, I'd say polluted no. delta. What would really? you say is your second guess?
0: Uh yeah, is actually the
1: cheapest right now. The the most expensive <laughs> uh fetch land on Magic Online right now is Wooded Foothills.
0: I oh uh, that, is I that have no
1: idea that? why. There might be something weird going on in modern or something cuz I don't cuz they're not yeah, the standard say, anymore,
0: right? No, no, they're out of standard. The fetch yeah, so are out of standard. There must be something weird going
1: on in in modern right now that Wooded Foothills is the most expensive card in the It's the most expensive card in the set.
0: Interesting. That's bizarre, actually. Oh, actually,
1: sorry. Bloodstained Mire is actually cheaper than Flooded Strand because it's actually so far down the list I didn't associate it. (laughs) 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 Bloodstained Mire is at $4.75.
0: Yeah, I picked up my, uh, I picked up my fetches uh, like a week or two ago. Um, They were like, fairly cheap so I didn't mind but I didn't mind picking yeah. them up man
1: online. I now that I have a job I can you know buy things guilt free now <laughs> 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 yeah Isn't that I know nice
0: right? Does it feel good? <laughs> um <laughs> yeah are, are the Zenikar fetches still insane on on uh, magic online Uh I assume so let's take a Scalding look here Scalding Tarn oh yeah looks like they're like 30 Blech. 32 33
1: bucks yeah,
0: that's, <laughs> yeah Scalding Tarn is yeah. 37
1: dollars <laughs> online
0: I think the only deck I'll ever foil out will be a Magic Online deck because the foils on Magic Online are cheaper because people realize they look, they look terrible.
1: terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's funny when foils are cheaper than the regular. Uh, have you actually seen... Yeah. I've seen people do as, like, fan art actually cool renditions. So they're like, this is what I would like Magic Online foils to be. And they... You know, have you ever seen uh people who, like, animate a still image? Like, like they do it all the yes. time for, like, yeah, Magic, yeah. the magic trailers and stuff. But I've yeah, seen people yeah. as fan art animate the art of cards and then throw, like, the foiling process over it for Magic Online. I'm like, yeah, if that's what foils looks like on Magic Online, they would actually be worthwhile, because they look sweet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. They, they, they should do something where, like, the car- the cards are animated when they're, quote-unquote, premium cards, like a foil yeah. card, you know? That'd be sick. Oh, you know what, Jerry? You know what we did? We didn't do? We didn't do the questions on Facebook. Oh, fuck, you're right. <laughs> Do you want to do like a you gotta uh, do those we'll do a quick like yeah let's do a quick lightning round speculations on other walkers that will be in uh, Dak Faden
1: Dak Faden for 10 points
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, just for the record Dak Faden yeah that that, that, the, that the question recording. was
1: posed before Dak Faden was, uh, was posed I yes, don't think we're going to get anything else besides Dak and Jace I don't see them doing like five planeswalkers in this set no I don't th- yeah I don't want them to do that because I think maybe, Modern Masters uh, and Modern two Masters Waltz. 2015 both had two planeswalkers as well yeah Tybalt. <laughs> oh my Tybalt. god, they put Tybalt in as, as the six, as the sixteenth. F- <laughs> Common. <laughs> no, the sixteenth <16th> mythic. <laughs> Just to give World Order Dragon a break.
0: Eat it, eat it. Um, alright, Josh, uh, that was from, uh, Bailey McAusland. Um, Josh Millard asks, uh, what's your personal theme song you'd have played at the start of your matches?
1: <laughs> so I actually, <laughs> it's funny he brings that up, cause I, uh, I, I actually have two. So if it's at the start of the matches, uh it's the theme song for wet hot American summer
0: okay I've been uh, you're gonna sure.
1: have to all right we're gonna take a moment here pat insert the clip <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that song's fire <laughs> <laughs> and all of the wet hot American summer fans out there uh just know just that 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 song has a special place in many people's hearts <laughs> so that's my pump up song for the beginning of the match and Kind of ironically, this happened, started a, a little while ago, is I do it completely ironically, not when I do anything right, but when I'm just a terrible, terrible luck sack, and I have no right in winning, but I still just top deck the card I need, is I'll just break into, uh, you're the best, all right, I'm the damn, you you're the best, <laughs> Just at the table, I, I obviously feel it out. Like if my opponent is super salty, I'm not going to do it. But if I think they can have a have a good time, <laughs> I'm a terrible person and break that song up.
0: <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, Ian wants to know what happened to the guy who used to be on the show to keep us in check. I'm here. Uh-huh. What are you talking
1: about? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, Matt asked, uh, "Are you going to record some stuff live from the GP for the show?" Well, I'm going to try to. I'm going to see if I can uh, pick up a recorder on Amazon. To get some, I, w- I want to get some decent audio. I don't want to record it on my phone, so uh we're gonna All try right, to do that. Get,
1: Matt, get a G- GoPro.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, no. Like just like a handheld, like MP3. Uh,
1: I'll only do it if we get one of those like 1990s VHS recorders that were like the size of a 1990s boombox. That you
0: put. <laughs> <laughs> it Has like a sh- it has to have like a pad in the shoulder. I was and, like, like trying
1: to think of like a current day uh, electronic device to compare it to size wise. I'm like, nope, everything's no nothing's that big anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: Let's see. Bailey asked again. Uh. Uh, any thoughts on the new art we've seen so far? So yeah, far, I think it's, it's been great. Awesome. What about you, Jerry? Yeah, it's been awesome. And last one, uh, Mr., uh, Mr. John Celso, the Balduvian Bear himself. Uh, how is Pat going to beat Jerry at the GP? We all deserve <laughs> to know this. Uh, <laughs> hopefully we don't get paired up, but I will, I will trounce you when we do some, uh, some EMA sealed or, <laughs> or draft, whatever we have to do. I'll make sure to pair you up, to pair oh, up and play Oh yeah,
1: it. I'll just draft a deck specifically <laughs> designed to take you out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Aaron>. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, cool so all right you want to uh do some scoops in the top eight yeah
1: well i'm gonna scoop in hipsters of the coast and aaron and kate for helping me with the article and getting that posted up uh we'll throw that in the show notes if anyone wants to take a look at it uh so yeah thank you to them and that's all i got this week okay
0: i'm gonna scoop in adrian since he can't be with us again um i hope he's uh doing well we'll have to get him on cast soon uh i think that's probably it for me too i don't think i have much else to uh to scoop in i'll scoop in uh the designers of (laughs) Turtle masters they're just crushing this set right now i can't wait to play hell yeah for sure um so jerry uh if someone wants to talk crap to you on twitter where can they uh where can they find oh, you, can you there Find
1: me at J-M-E-E, the number three R-D, uh or okay. hit me up on Facebook I've been pretty active up. the 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 cast group is actually the only reason why I log on to Facebook anymore these days <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah seriously it's great So uh so you can reach me at Pat Uglow on Twitter uh you can reach Adrian at mathmatrixer uh on Twitter as well you can email the show, leavinglegacymtg at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at Leaving Legacy. Um, make sure to review us on iTunes. Give us some stars, and we'll reach you out. I'll shout you out on air and say thank you for that. Um, other than that, Jerry, I think that's pretty much it for us I right now. that's it. Oh, hey, one more question for you. Okay. For a hot take. I want your quick hot okay. take, all right? Uh, there has been a movement to rename Southie as So-bo.
1: Who the fuck is saying that?
0: <laughs>
1: just leave. I don't
0: know I saw it on, I saw an article on Facebook and like I, so- just, I hated, Sobo Sobo? Sobo, like it's in South Boston. Shut the So-bo. fuck
1: up. <laughs> Go back to New York
0: Alright, well with that We're gonna we're gonna end with uh, the traffic
1: drop- <laughs>